Man, what is up, people? I'm surprised people ever tune into this podcast. I'm so not active on it like I used to be. That is just absolutely crazy to me. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my grand plan, which is to be a generalist. And a generalist is someone who is basically someone who specializes in different things and is an expert at different things, like multiple things. And this is different than a jack-of-all-trades. Like, uh, a jack-of-all-trades hasn't mastered anything. But a generalist is someone who has mastered multiple different trades. And a master is just someone who has mastered one thing. Uh, however, I want to be masterful at multiple things. And what would those things be? Well, I mean, one thing I've actually mastered is music production. And uh, I'm also pretty good at filming things. But the one thing I've truly mastered in life, uh, it would be resiliency and it would be music production. Otherwise, I've won the third grade spelling bee and I've done nothing noteworthy since. Um, However, I want to go beyond resiliency. I want to go beyond music production. I want to um, master critical thinking. That's kind of been my target lately. Not even kind of been. It it is my target. Um, I've been reading books and courses on it. Hit the vape and... I've I've been uh, trying to be as clear of a thinker as possible. Because that's one of my number one personal goals in life. Is to have clarity and be as much of a clear thinker as possible. For my circumstances and potential. And maybe even expand it, like expand my limitations and potential and go beyond what I think I can. And I do believe it's possible people do have limitless potential. I'm a really big believer in that because you just never know. You never really know what you're capable of until you're in the right circumstances, place, and time to exercise it. You just never know what you're capable of. And, you know, my number one core value being philanthropy you know, I'm just a big believer in people. I'm very optimistic about humanity and technology. And yeah, there are bad things about humanity and yeah, there are bad things about, you know, the advancement of technology, you know, people getting shorter memories and stuff and, you know, people destroying the planet, hurting animals, killing each other, etc. Uh, but I, I'm choosing what I want to feed my focus and what, what garden I want to water. And it's not that I'm ignoring the bad things, you know. It's just the the way that I try to solve the bad things is by focusing on the good things and doing good things with those things and discouraging people from doing bad things. Um, educating myself and other people on the bad things. Which, if you're ever curious about my political commentary and philosophical commentary... You can sign up for my newsletter, cmhostack.substack.com. It, you can sign up on my website, cmhostack.com. And so we got music, resiliency, being a clear thinker. And I also want to be an exceptional commentator. I want to be someone who can provide uh, good wisdom, maybe even arcane 
mystic wisdom wisdom in the future. I want to uh like my grand plan is from this point forward in my life and I have this um spreadsheet on my MacBook and it's also on on a hard drive and in a cloud. It's my it's my life budget. You know, I'm charting every every 10 years from where I'm at to 80 year old me. So we're at 31 and I'm charting to uh, 41, 51, 61, 71, 81. You know, so I got like what, 40, 50 years until I'm 80. That's a lot of time and potential to do a lot of things. And I'm holding a full-time retail job. And I'm going to get into that in a second, but, uh, and I'm going to be pursuing getting a computer science degree and a tech job. And in between those things, I'm going to be improving my mathematics skills. And I do love math. I, my, my relationship with math wasn't great when I was a student in high school or even before that. Uh, but nowadays, I look at it as an effective way to solve problems. And also an effective way to exercise logic and understand things. Sometimes it just takes a change of perspective to change your world like that. Or your world with something. Your, your whole perception of something, your whole relationship with something. Just one simple change of perspective. And, you know, your focus will be a huge part of that. And so I, when, I, when I chart these different ages every 10 years from 31, I'm writing what I want my life to look like. So starting with 31, I write how it actually is and then what I want it to look like. And so, like, going to the gym is really crucial for me and being consistent with it for the rest of my life, or at least as much as humanly possible. And uh, diet is part of that, too. You know, uh, I, I really want to prove to myself that I can retire. So finances are a huge thing with me. And it's always about like making sure that I have enough money to afford the lifestyle I want while also putting away the majority of the paycheck. And so far I've been successful in that. And it gets kind of crazy when you start making more money. Because, like, here's the deal. It's like, you know, between 2011 and um, 2022, I wasn't just a neat, like, not employed, not in education or training. There were plenty of unofficial employment projects I was doing where I wasn't, like, officially employed somewhere with, like, a time clock and benefits. I was making pretty good money doing different things with different people. I'm not just talking about my own entrepreneurial pursuits. I, I've always had a network of successful people. And I would do work for them. And and that that's how I would afford not having a normal, regular job. However, a normal, regular job does pay better. And... Um, you know, now I'm officially employed at a regular job. 
I work at a grocery store in retail. And it, 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 it changed my life in a lot of ways. It has changed my life in so many different ways. Such as uh, being, being, a, being a, a clerk, at, a courtesy clerk at a grocery store. Where my job is basically to do the trashes, sweep the floors, mop the floors, um, items that customer didn't want, customers didn't want, put them back, and uh, what what else did I do? Grocery bagging, and I mean, there's just an infinite amount of things I have to do. I'm not saying that to be hyperbolic. I mean, like they always have some new thing for me to do that wasn't in the job description but it, it 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 fits it fits the job description but it wasn't in it like they, they always have something new for me to be doing like you will never be bored working at a grocery store i mean unless it's like really slow and there, there will be times there's not a lot to do but trust me without contradiction to that um there will be there will always be something you can do with your time. It just won't always be fun, but there's always something to do with your time. That's what I meant by not always being bored, but yeah, you will be bored working at a grocery store sometimes, but even if you're bored, there will always be something to do. Um, and, um, I love my coworkers. I love my higher ups. I love my customers for the most part. And, uh, you know, hanging out with the stalkers in the back of the store, that made me understand the movie Clerks by Kevin Smith <laughs> like ten times better, man. Like, I'm starting to understand it a lot more. Like, in ways I didn't know I could understand it. And, uh... <clears throat> you know, so there's a lot for me to be excited about. And, uh... You know, now that I'm making more money, there's a lot of opportunities and temptations to modify my lifestyle. But the goal will always be to put a majority of the paycheck away. Not half, not less than half, a majority of the paycheck. You know, so that means I gotta be careful. Can't have too many new subscriptions. Um, can't do certain things on the weekdays and weekends. I gotta stick to the budget. And yeah, I mean, it's also fun working at a grocery store. I meet all kinds of interesting people from my coworkers to higher ups to my customers. And when I like a customer, I ask for their name and I introduce myself just because I, I, I'll introduce myself to someone that I like. And sometimes they even earn my respect. Like if they've gone out of their way to make my day better, like, oh, oh no, it's okay. You can take your time. They say that to me. I'm like, you know what? What's your name? Fred, I like you, Fred. I'm Chad. Hi, Chad. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, too, Fred. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for your patience. Yeah. And for the customers that are rude to me, I mean, like, it doesn't happen a lot. Um, but it, it is mind-blowing. Like, a couple of weeks ago, I had this lady. Uh, I was bagging her groceries, and uh, she brought her own bags. They were Trader Joe paper bags, and I've had a lot of experience with Trader Joe bags when I was bagging. And I was just making an upbeat comment. I'm like, wow, Trader Joe bags never fail. And she, and you know, that's a figurative statement. And I think you could tell that in my tonality and you should be able to, 
However, she took it to a literal direction. She's like, of course they do. They they rip and tear up and they're, they become useless. And I was just dumbfounded by that. I'm like, you really had to take it there? You're not going to back me up on this? You, you don't want to have a fun conversation? You just want to be right? And I just said, yeah, well, that's true. And I just continued bagging her groceries. And then she goes, well, we stapled the handles on here. I said, oh, I didn't notice. And she goes, yeah, because you weren't looking. And my tonality is mimicking hers the best I can. She had a she had a bitchy tone, to be straightforward. And I just said, yeah, you're right. You know, because like when, when people are like that, you know, they just want to be right. Or they want to get reaction out of you or both. And for me, the, the best way to play those games is don't play them. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, you're right. You know, j- just fake agree with them until they shut up. That's what you got to do. Uh, because it's not going to serve you to get into some argument match and trying to explain yourself or prove yourself to them. You know, I could have said, well, it was just a figure of statement. I was just trying to be upbeat. She would have had something to that, too. Like, well, it's not your job to be that way. Or, you know, fuck. She could have said anything else, too. Like, she could have came to that with any other negative thing, too. Chances are she wasn't going to be like, oh, my bad. You know, yeah, you're right. They are pretty good. Chances are she wasn't going to be like that. Now, that's impossible, but I'm pretty sure they weren't going to go there. Um, Another rude customer I had, he brought his own bags. Um, They were actually from the store. They were double-bagged already, and he had quite a big order. So... You know, as a bagger, you know, we, we charge eight cents per bag at our store, um, unless you bring your own bags. And he had a big order. And usually how this works is like you try to get as much as you can in one bag without it being too heavy. And so um if he wanted these double bagged, I didn't know if I would have to use bags that we would have to charge him for. So it makes sense that I would ask him do you want these double bagged or do you want me to take these out and make it four bags? And he goes, I double bag these for a reason. <laughs> I was like, all right then. And so I, I just went along with it. And he was nice to the cashier who was a woman. And he was, he didn't even say thank you to me for bagging the groceries or anything like fucking rude, man. And, um, for you rude retail customers out there, when you behave that way, we're not very fond of you. Just wanted you to know that. But when you're nice to us, we can be pretty fond of you. Just saying. And, uh, you know, my job is not terribly complicated, which is one thing I really appreciate about it. But I, I have good coworkers and good higher-ups and good customers. In my opinion, that is already worth half my salary. Like, that's a true blessing. And it is partially on me, too. I'm, I, I'm a sociable person. I apply what I teach on this podcast, baby. It works. I'm doing well in life. I don't have any debt. I'm making a lot of money. I, I'm succeeding in my goals. I'm clearly thinking. And I'm making moves. My life is simple. That's the whole point of this podcast. It's how to live a simple life. It's the free multiple audiobooks of my philosophy on how to live a simple life. And I apply what I teach. I practice what I teach. 
It's all rooted in pragmatism and ethics, baby. It's it's all good. It works. Trust the system. And yes, I'm making moves and you know, this is my last day off and I'm just chilling. I just thought, you know, why not do a podcast and check in with my podcast people? I check the analytics sometimes, not every week. But I'm like, wow, people are still listening to my show. Wow. I would have made podcasting a career if you guys would just tune in and donate. <laughs> but no, nah, beggars can't be choosers. Beggars cannot be choosers. But yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for those of you that tune in anyway. Um, but yeah, another way retail changed my life, working as a courtesy clerk. When I'm out in public, like yesterday I was at the mall. I went to the movie theater at the mall and I ate at the food court and then I walked around to the places outside of the mall like across the street from the mall like there was a Starbucks and I pay attention to the cleanliness of every place I've been in automatically because as a courtesy clerk I'm cleaning bathrooms I'm there's some janitorial aspects to it that it's not heavy on the janitorial thing in my opinion because I was a day porter years ago it was actually in 2018 I think I was a day porter only for a couple days full time. It, it hurt my back too much. I had to quit. But um, I have the contrast of like a real janitorial job from just like cleaning a bathroom in a store or doing trashes. Those are the only real janitorial aspects. But um, like the mopping, the sweeping, you know, changing garbage bags, replenishing soap and paper towels, making sure the toilet is clean taking gum out of the urinal and by the way for those of you like if you're listening to this episode and you're someone who spits gum in a in a urinal in the bathroom do you know why it's not there anymore because somebody me has to put on gloves and clean it paper towel and everything yeah it's disgusting don't do that please don't do that if you if you have any respect for other people, please do not do that. The garbage, There's a garbage can in the bathroom, man. Where do you think those paper towels go? Where do you think they go? You don't just put them on the floor. You put them in the garbage pan. You put them in the garbage can. Put the gum there, man. Please. Begging you, man. Anyway. But yeah, some places definitely need help, man. Like... Like, I, I would walk into, like, the Starbucks, and I'm like, wow, there's a bunch of trash on the floor, and, you know, like, yeah, this place hasn't been mopped in a long time. Or when I went to the movie theater, I'm like, wow, they do an excellent job here. Wow, this is really clean and kind of elegant. It's got something fancy to it. Have you ever noticed that about movie theaters? Even run-down ones, there's always some classy thing about them, especially in the bathrooms. That's been my experience. Like, I can't recall a movie theater that didn't have a classy bathroom. I don't know. Just something I had to say. But, like, yeah, the food court, I'm like, yep, these people are top-notch. They keep this place clean. And think about how hard that would be. Like, in a food court, there's there's probably over 100 tables there. Over 100 chairs, easily. People are eating food from different restaurants, and people eat differently. Some people are, are clean about it. Some people are messy about it in between. 
some worse than others, some better than others. And, and these people are keeping that mall food court clean as fuck, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> you do your thing. I hope they get paid well for it. Um, but yeah, you know, like my job isn't high status, like being an executive assistant, like I used to be. And yeah, people treated me differently when they found out I was an executive assistant to a successful real estate entrepreneur. Yeah, people, people treat me way better. <laughs> I do miss that. Um, but you know, I don't live my life to impress other people. That was just a byproduct of having that job. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm still in touch with my boss from that job. He's also my friend. Like, we're, we're tight. We, we've always been tight. I've known him before he was successful, too. I, I, I known him when I was in high school and he was out of high school, I think. We grew up around the same place. And, uh... Yeah, I might have opportunities with him in the future. My my goal is to get full as fully independent as possible. Like I'm living on my own. You know, I, I have my own car or some sort of vehicle. I'm leaning on a Jeep. I think a Jeep would be pretty cool. Um, I have a tech job. And yeah, that's about it. And then maybe I'll get a real estate license and contact him and maybe work for him. But I haven't decided where I want to live if I get the tech job. I mean, when I get the tech job. I correct myself there. It's when I get the tech job. Um, I I could technically still live in live in Washington if I wanted to. I technically could. It wouldn't be too overbearing. Um. I'm not opposed to living in other heavy taxed left-wing states like California or New York. I mean, I couldn't imagine myself living in New York or California. But um, those are options on the table. Maybe I'll move to Japan. Maybe I'll move to a different country. Because I could work remotely. That's the goal is a remote job. But, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not technically a right-winger, but... Um, Right-wing states would be good, too. Uh, Texas is one place I've considered. Arkansas is another. You know, there, there's there's options. I don't decide where I want to live yet. But, yeah, if I, if I could make close to six figures, you know, that'd be amazing. I could probably get a house. A house would wear me down, though, I think. Like, I'd be stuck there for, for a while. I'd be stuck there for, what, like a good 5, 10, 20 years? Yeah, I, I've always been a big fan of apartments. The only thing that's tough about apartments is um, you don't have a lot of control of the environment or the noise. In a house, you have way more control of that. But uh, I've always been partial to apartments. And, um, yeah, maybe I'll just get an apartment and rent an office, like a place of work for my YouTube channel. And I don't know if I want to do YouTube until I'm 45, to tell you the truth. Because I'll be old enough and successful enough by then to have credibility for the things that I say. 
but I don't have that credibility. So a lot of people like when I tell the truth that they don't believe me, (laughs) they don't see why they should believe me or they think I got it from somewhere else. I couldn't come up with it on my own arrogant fucks. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just budgeting my life. So, I mean, I really would like to start an entertainment company. I do want to produce animated films and series in Japanese anime style. Those are things I want to do. I'm not opposed to doing live action stuff. I'm, I'm just not inspired to write anything for that yet. Actually, that's not true. There is one thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the grand plan is to just hold this job, improve my mathematics skills, get a, get into college and get a degree in computer science, get a high paying tech job, figure out where to live, get fully independent, and then just sort out my opportunities from there. Because when I reach that, and by the way, in the plan, that is, I'm probably going to be 36 years old once that's fully established. At the soonest, at the latest, maybe 40. Um, it, that it, it just depends on a lot of different things. Um, and there's also things beyond what I'm considering that I am not considering for it. The different obstacles and challenges. But I think I think five six years is plenty of time to get a one or two year computer science degree education, and then get into the tech space and then build up a bunch of money. Yeah, I, I think that's more than enough time. And so, you know the the life budget allows me to have a grand plan for like who I'm becoming how successful I am. It gives me like a time frame and roadmap, kind of like an itinerary for success. And it's all about making sure that I'm not elderly and being a Walmart greeter. I have nothing against elderly people who are Walmart greeters. I mean, think think about it. It's not like they're all just lazy people who made bad choices. Maybe some of them are. But some of them are probably people who had like a pension and then the factory shut down and they lost their retirement and it just went up in smoke and they have to be a Walmart grader. You know, that's why I encourage people to be present with your choices. Keep everything simple. Have a backup plan. Budget your life. The abundance mindset. Have all your options on the table and make sure that future you is happy. Have a grand plan. Have... (laughs) What is my nephew doing? Crazy kid. But, yeah, have a grand plan. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, life is good. And I don't mean to brag. I don't think I'm better than other people. Not often, anyways. But, you know what? Life has been good to me. Life and most people in life have been kind to me lately. The past few months, it's, it's been wonderful and worthwhile. I have peace, contentment, surrender in my life. And maybe I'll never date again. <laughs> I've strongly considered that. Uh, it's not like I hate women or anything, but I'm just happier single. Yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't have kids. I don't want kids. 
Yeah, I don't think I'd be a good father. But even if I thought I would be a good father, I still don't want kids. Because I'm selfish and I have goals I want to complete before it's my time. And um, I just I just want to live my life. And uh, also, the other reason I don't want to have kids is because, you know, what if they become indoctrinated, woke pieces of shit? And they believe in socialism, communism, feminism. Like, well, what if? That would break me, man. Or if they just believe stupid things like gender identity and all that. Like, fuck, man. I don't know what I'd do. But, uh, I mean, like... I mean, like, I, w- I was happy in a few relationships, but they, they just didn't last, and we would part ways... Because we just had different goals in life, or we just got tired of each other, or we found someone better, you know, or or we just needed to work on ourselves. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't have any real interest in being in a relationship again. I'm open to, like, a friends with benefits kind of thing, but maybe not even that. Because, like, sex complicates so much stuff, and I don't want to get someone pregnant. I don't want to risk it. Uh, I could get a vasectomy, but the side effects of that I'm not really excited about. Lower testosterone, among other things. But I mean, like, uh, let's say I did get someone pregnant. I would instantly, deliberately, by my choice, change my mind and go, oh, yeah, I want the kid. You know, I'm not just going to get someone pregnant and try to terminate it. I, I mean, unless, I mean, I guess it's technically in her power, but... Let's say she wants the kid. I would want the kid too. And, uh, you know, having a tech job would help a lot with that. And, you know, I still stand by what I say that failed fathers are the primary cause of the world's problems, if not one of the primary causes of the world's problems. You know, um, I, I just, I, I, I'm just genuinely happy with my life and, Whatever makes you happy in your life, when when you're in the same situation as me, where life is good to you, and you're having smooth interactions with other people, whatever is going on in your mental health area, your physical health area, your financial health area, within reason, keep doing those things. Maybe it's you should spend a bit more money. Maybe it's you should save a bit more money. Maybe it's... You, you should take it easy at the gym. Maybe it's you should go harder at the gym. And maybe it's a new diet that you should be doing more. And for the mental health, may, maybe it's your attitude. Maybe it's your orientation towards life that you should maintain. You know, there's a lot of different things to look at with that. And even if you do maintain it and you keep getting good results, is it always going to work? No, because life is just vast, complex, multi-layered. And, well, I mean, life is really simple, but I mean, like... The point I'm getting at is that that we're always going to need to fine-tune and adjust ourselves and retool everything about ourselves at some point in life. And um, that's just the beauty of life. Lots of beauty to it. And uh, life is beautiful. I don't care what you say. I don't care what your opinion is. I'm standing as a fact that life is a beautiful thing. We only get it once, and how dare we ever complain Especially if we're born in America or some first world Western country. Which, speaking of which, we're kind of turning into a third world country. But, 
I mean, that aside, politics aside, you know, even, or actually even with that, you know, life is beautiful. And, you know, politics isn't everything, and typology isn't everything. You know, really, really nothing is everything. <laughs> like, it, life is just life. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing. And, um... I think that we should always be mindful of our choices and our goals and adjust our approach and just be who you are and do what naturally gets you the right results and have a grand plan.